Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it shot. Oh, baby, what a play. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I preview the AFC Championship game. Five straight AFC Championship games, Joe. I think we should just take a moment to acknowledge this feat for the Chiefs. It's it's tied for the second best mark in NFL history. Only the Patriots with eight straight have been to more consecutive AFC Championship games. Well, you know, when you when you put that stat, Jeff, up against... The fact that there's only been two uh, or the last time a team has you know won back-to-back Super Bowls was was those same Patriots yeah. back in what 2004 and five I think yeah, it's three like and that. four three I mean, and four so we'll, yeah we'll but either, either way it's almost 20 years right it's, you know 20 ish years since a team has has gone back-to-back Super Bowls so and I'm sure if you went through and looked at other statistics about you know, consecutive playoff years. And when you put it up against other stats, that's amazing that, that you know, for five straight years, they've been in the final four of the NFL, right? There's 32 teams, 28 teams in the last five years have been sitting home watching the Chiefs play. Um, that's just amazing. I think it's amazing. I, I don't, I'm just not even being a Chiefs homer or, or pulling the, you know, Chiefs card out. I think it's, it's absolutely amazing, right? In this day and age of free agency, coaching carousels, player carousels, like with people, you know, the comings and goings of different NF or uh, offensive and defensive philosophies. Just think about that feat that they've been able to do it, you know, that many years in a row is is pretty darn amazing. And I hope, regardless of what happens. Uh, I hope that Chiefs fans, you know, think about that and, and the amount of joy that this team, you know, has brought to the city. And don't, you know, I just don't want our, our listeners and fans out there to get to the point where they're not appreciative of how yeah. hard it is. Great because, point. you know, I, you know, you just don't want fans to not, it's not even complacency. It's not even like a confidence that the Chiefs are going to be there. I want them to enjoy it when the Chiefs don't play well you know, don't get like super angry with them that, you know, oh, this team, that team. I mean, they're still here and and they're and they're doing it again. And they've done it for five straight years. So it's a feat that's, you know, again, like you said, only matched by by the, the dynasty Patriots. And and even that team who went to eight straight only won two Super Bowls in a row. Right. And that, so, by the way. Uh, our stat team get back this. I yeah. just got the, this word in my, my ear. <laughs> earpiece. Two two thousand three two thousand four seasons were those back to back. Yeah, I, I never doubt your I never doubt your recall memory, <laughs> yeah. Jeff. You, 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 well, you never you always amaze me with with your recall and that stuff. But think about that. That's nineteen and twenty years ago, and that's pretty amazing. So I mean, that's uh, hats off to the Chiefs for for getting us here. Yeah, and and great point about just appreciating it. You know, on a personal note too, um, I, I'm a I'm more detached from these the Chiefs these days. Even though I grew up a hardcore fan, just covering it on a day to day basis, but I still my my dad spent a lot of time um, at Duke. So as much as everyone hates Duke, I, I was a big Duke basketball fan, and I feel like <laughs> I didn't the Shashevsky era. It was such um, 
you know, spoiled by by such success. And I kind of didn't appreciate it as much as I should. And now, you know, I'm looking back. So Chiefs fans, just embrace this moment. The window is open for a long, long time with Mahomes and Reed. But at the same time, it'll be gone before you know it. So just, I mean, it's, it's amazing what they're doing. Yeah, you just have to enjoy it. And that's a good word though, Jeff, spoiled. I think that's a that's a good word. But the one thing you don't want you don't want fans to get spoiled, but the one thing, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think the one thing that I do love about Kansas City Chiefs fans, in all of my days in, in being affiliated with this team, you know, mm-hmm. both intimately as a player and then, you know, as an alum and now doing the pod, like I love the fact that Chiefs fans never take a team for granted. They never just you, – you don't read a lot. Of course, you're going to get the one-off trash talking and things like mm-hmm. that on social media and whatnot with Chiefs fans and Chiefs followers. But the thing I love about the Chiefs fan base is that they are always appreciative of the team that's coming into Arrowhead mm-hmm. and or right. the team that the Chiefs are going to play on the road. They're, they're just – they appreciate the NFL and how hard it is to win. And I'm just really, uh, really proud of, of Chiefs fans for being – the vast majority of them being very respectful of 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 the opponent and and that and that Marty Schottenheimer philosophy that you don't throw your helmet out there uh, and win just because you're the Chiefs and you you might be on paper a better team they, they never take a game lightly and I love that about the fan base respectful is the, is the perfect word for it uh, well Joe the obvious story line for the AFC Championship game is Mahomes high ankle sprain your expertise is offensive line. I, I, I'm curious, how does their job or duties change? Mahomes probably can't run around, move around in the pocket as much, and he's so good at that. Do the Chiefs max protects more? Or, you know, just take us through maybe the, either the game plan or or, or what, what the offensive line, what men might yeah. be thinking. Well, first, Jeff, I'm going to say this, and I might this might be like a bold statement. There may have been players that have played with high ankle sprains. But I'm telling you, I feel in my heart of hearts that quarterback is probably the only position that you could play with a high ankle sprain. I, I don't, I don't think there's another position on the field. It's just, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. With you look at, you could, we could spend an hour just going through position by position the types of movement that each position group has to do, whether it's linemen going backwards and planting a bull rush, or you know, planting on a bull rush, or a, a defensive back has backpedaling and changing direction like running backs of course could never play with a high ankle sprain there's there's no way the thing that has me the most worried i'm not trying to be a wet blanket here or you know a downer about this but i know i know people are 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 going back to the to the game in 2019 two games where he played and played like out of his mind right Mm -hmm. 409 average yards passing no picks seven touchdowns like that was his left foot that had the high ankle sprain. So just keep that in mind, you know, as if if you if people get frustrated with what might happen, you know, whether or not they declare him, you know, not the starter or whatever happens. We don't know what's going to happen this week. So there's going to be some time obviously in the time that that our our listeners listen to this pod. But the fact that it's his right foot is really what gives me kind of butterflies in my stomach mm-hmm. about whether or not he's going to be able to fulfill his duties. Now, Again, now with that said, if he does, look, they ran the heck out of the ball. The Chiefs, if don't have not, if not the best offensive line in in the NFL, they're definitely in the top three, mm-hmm. right? And and that's and that's just not me and my subjective opinion. Those are that's a lot of objective 
objective opinions of, of different um, websites and 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 sort of stat uh, junkies that will you know rank offensive lines. So that has me very very positive and optimistic about what Patrick will be able to do and how Andy Hack and Eric Bieniemy will be able to create a game plan for Patrick to utilize his skills the best they can. Um, even if he's, you know, look, I love Chad Henney. Don't get me wrong. I, I just feel like an 80% Patrick Mahomes, maybe even a 70% Patrick Mahomes is better than most quarterbacks at a hundred percent, even some starters out there, not mm -hmm. just backups, but starters. So um, that is what is giving me a lot of hope is that this team is so good. This coaching staff is so good at molding its playbook around its players that they will, they were, they're going to be working really, really hard to have this uh, game plan to a T for Patrick Mahomes to build on whatever strengths that he can bring out onto the field. And I, and I know that the team will be there to support him because even a Chad Henney, probably I'm, I don't, you know, I'm not going to put thoughts into his head or words into his mouth, but I bet he probably even believes that too. But mm -hmm. he, you know, he also probably thinks, well, you know what, if it's, he's going to be ready to play too. If, if Patrick, you know, can't seem to make it happen with the injury, he's going to be ready to play. It's not going to take, it doesn't take confidence away from a player to think that, but he's also probably got to believe that Patrick at 70% could be as effective as him at a hundred. So, um, and the thing that gives me great hope on the other side and why this, you know, with all this uncertainty, why the, you know, I know the Vegas lines have dropped a little bit from the chief's favor. Like I think they started out as two and a half point favorites and as people were getting more and more, it's kind of dipped the other direction. And, and, but the thing that's keeping me hopeful is how not good the Bengals offensive line is. Right. <laughs> so they really don't have a good line. If they're not ranked well, they've got a big injury to Lael Collins who was, you know, big free agent pickup for them. Um, their offensive line is really not that good. So this is going to be an all-hands effort, and it could be one of those games. We talked about it last week. We don't want the special teams to get their name in the paper. This could be the, the week that we need Dave Taub to put his name in the paper and make something happen <laughs> on special teams. So take, take us through, like, you know, you're, if, if you're yeah, – we're playing offensive line for the Chiefs um, on on Sunday. Um, you know, is your mentality you're going even harder because just our quarterback is banged up. We can't he can't move around to avoid the pass rushes. We've got to do an even better job. And also, do you think the Chiefs? How do you think the Chiefs scheme it differently? Just Mahomes is just even faster with his releases. Um, do you think they do more max protect? Max protect. Yeah, I think, well, I think, Jeff, that's all, those are all great comments uh, and insightful. I think it's going to be a combination of all of those things. Mm -hmm. I, I think they're going to have to really work hard this week on what it's like to build a traditional pocket, right? Mm -hmm. If they can't, if they can't um, have Patrick finding that pocket within the pocket and, and throwing on the run like he usually does, they're going to have to learn uh, this week and spend a lot of time on solidifying the middle of the pocket with the guard you know, the two guards in the center, right? So they're going to have to really build a wall right there. So, so players aren't in Patrick's face. So he can maybe throw off of his left foot a little bit, right? He's because he's, he's probably not going to be able to really heave it off of his, off of his back foot, off of his right foot. He's going to have to throw some off of his front foot with some weight going forward. So he's going to need all the vision he can in the front of him, but from guard to guard tackles are going to have to work extra hard to, 
to, you know, maybe force rushers, you know, take away the inside. So no one has a direct line to Patrick, but they're going to have to work really hard to take angles away so that they don't shorten the pocket for Patrick and that he's got to constantly be stepping up and pushing off of that right foot. Um, you know, it's funny because you think, well, that's shouldn't that shouldn't it be that way every week? But you know what? When you've got a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you can get a little complacent, probably uh, not the right word, but you can get a little bit creative and with with the way that you pass block, right? Because you know that you know you can you can block differently when you know that Patrick can sneak up into that little sliver of space that he usually takes advantage of when the pocket starts to break down. Um, you know, I, you know, I can't imagine he's going to be running any RPOs. Not that he runs a whole lot of that kind of RPO stuff. You know, he's not Jalen Hurts back there. You they know. had a good one before he got hurt in the first quarter. It was, I forget. Yeah. There was a very cool RPO play that they, that was effective. Uh, so, so that, yeah, yeah. I, but I, I can only imagine Jeff, I can only imagine that, that if they were to run it, you know, maybe they'll run it out of some kind of a wildcat. You know, who knows, who knows in the lab that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy cook up, who knows, you know, they may, maybe, maybe they get somebody to run the RPO, you know, and Patrick doesn't come in for that play or something. And they, maybe they do a little bit of wildcat or something. Who yeah, knows? Right. Had, I, would, Kelsey, I wouldn't be surprised. Kelsey is, you know, he was a college quarterback for a little bit. McKinnon was a high school quarterback for a little bit. They have guys who can do that. Yeah. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if we see some wildcat in maybe some goal line situations, mm-hmm. right? When it gets really nasty down there and you start getting closer and closer to the goal line, it gets really, it's like it turns into like a scrum. Like I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they run a little bit more non-traditional sets, right? And and you, you put somebody back there at QB uh, if you know you're going to run the ball in third and one or something like that. Because you certainly know, we know from years past that, you know, we stopped sneaking Patrick after he got hurt of that one. Yeah, so, never again. You're never going to see a sneak from Patrick. Yeah. No, no. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I hope I answered your question, Jeff. I, I think I think that's what I would see out of this team. And, you know, on the other side of the ball, what does this make the Bengals do? I think that's mm-hmm. the $64,000 question. How does it change their game? Do they come after him more? Do they blitz more? But if, you know, if, like you said, if, if they can have Patrick setting – setting back there and they can do some quick release stuff, you know, um, he's got the receivers to do it. He's got the receivers that can work a a real quick set game um, and get some quick release passes. You start bringing people and you leave the defensive backfield very exposed um, if he can work on that. So I I think this is going to be an amazing week for Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, especially. I think Steve Spagnuolo's job will pretty much stay the same. And how do you stop Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon and, you know, chase, but, um, I, I think, I think from, you know, from an offensive perspective, they really have their, their, their work come out, starting with Andy heck on the front with the O-line and then with Eric and, and Andy trying to cook something up to, to get this game plan to fit Patrick's needs. Uh, great insight there, Joe. Uh, we're going to have our ad break now, but after that, Joe, you're going to like this. I have the three keys to the game, but uh, you're going to love that segment. But first, Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today 
or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. All right, Joe, here we go. The three keys to Let's the AFC it. Championship game. Well, first, Chris Jones was fueled in the offseason by not being able to bring Joe Burrow down in last year's AFC Championship game. Now, as you mentioned, facing a beat-up Bengals offensive line, I think this game will be determined uh, on how the Chiefs' pass rush performs. And then key number two is turnovers. Neither team committed a turnover last week. And the Bengals committed uh, none in the regular season win against the Chiefs. So I, I think that will – both uh, teams are pretty good, pretty smart, pretty uh, good at avoiding that, but I think they'll determine the game. And lastly – a fast start for the Bengals. The Bengals started out 14 up 14 nothing against the Bills last weekend and the weekend before that in the, in the wild card round 10 nothing versus the Ravens and in the regular season win versus the Chiefs they started up 14-3. This is a team that starts fast. If the Chiefs can stymie the Bengals early, I think they're going to be in good shape. So Joe, my three keys right there. I love it. I, if I had a set of keys with me right now, I would shake them and, uh, so people could hear them jingling as like a little a little lead in. It'd be like your walk up song, uh, you know, uh, for for going up to bat. But no, I love it. everything you said there, Jeff. I, I totally agree with um, because and I'll, and I'll, I'll kind of comment on the on the first part of it with Chris Jones and the defense is going to have to step up mm-hmm. and and I know that they should be stepping up every week. Like it's always funny when you're like, well, now the defense really needs to step up. It's not like the team doesn't try to play. Right. 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 But, but let's, let's be honest. Let's call it what it is, man. This defense needs to step up. And they, they, I think the, the really the game rests on them. I hate to put the undue pressure on, mm-hmm. on the defense and onto Steve Spagnola and his, and his team who's, who showed vast improvements over the years. Right. And how this team um, has been, and how this defense has improved, but this game more than any, they're going to have to make it happen. They're going to they're going to have to force a turnover here and there, like you said. Um, they're going to have to stop Joe Burrow, get in his face, make plays, take advantage of this banged up, uh, you know, okay kind of subpar offensive line for the Bengals. I think I think the pressure of this game rests squarely on the shoulders of the defense. Mm-hmm. Look, you know, the offense has carried this defense a lot, and and you know, defense and, and offensive players always you know, kind of jaw about that going back and forth. We carried you, you carried us, you know, if it weren't for us, we'd have lost the game, you know, but I think, I think the players all know it. Um, They know that this is an offensive team. People tune into the chiefs to see the offense. Right. Um, And they um, it's going to defense going to have to do it. They're going to have to make something happen. And and maybe I'll throw in, like I said earlier, not to be repetitive, but I think the special teams is going to have to really, play a big part, right? We're going to need every single kick out of Harrison Bucker. Like we can't afford anything less than, you know, if they're in field goal range, we got to get that field goal. Like we can't be, you know, gambling at the 40, you know, trying to get a fourth and three. We've got to, you know, he's got to be able to kick those 55 yarders. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably about as far as you're going to want to go anyway in this day and age, especially in the playoffs, but he's going to have to kick those 50 yarders, man, if we need them, we're not going to be able to, I think, take those risks. So we're going to need every point out of the special teams. And I don't mean like turnovers, you know, things like that. We're just going to need every kick, good punts. we got to pin, you know, Tommy Townsend's got to pin them back there when he can, 
Uh, we got to win the field position field, you know, battle. And I think we got to do whatever we can to keep Joe Burrow off the field and get after him and, and, and make him, you know, a little bit, a little bit uh, tentative back there. Both you mentioned the special teams, which has been a concern throughout the year, both, Bucker, he looked back to his normal self. Yeah. 50 yard, two 50 yard field goals right down the center. Townsend had a 60 yard punt. He looked uh, great. The return game was not as good. Agnew had two nice returns, but uh, you're right. Special teams is a is another key that if they if Bucker and Townsend can play like that, they need to shore up that return unit. But that's yeah, right. yeah. Again, go all goes back to Patrick, right? If he's seventy mm-hmm. percent, let's call it. If we're lucky, you know, we're gonna need every yard. We're going to need every every single yard is going to matter. And here's another thing we're going to have to do, penalties. We're going to yeah. have to limit penalties. Yeah. And and I think the Bengals did that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in their game. As snowy as it was um, and as bad as that game was, um, they were um, – you know they were pretty uh they were pretty penalty free if i'm not mistaken in that game so i think i think that's something that um you know we're going to have to really be mindful of i think the bengal's that looking here they had two penalties for 9 yards wow. uh and, and on the road and, and on the on the road on the road really in the awesome. snow with the noise not being able to see in front of your face for parts of the game the snow coming down can't see the lines on the field right um they they were disciplined they didn't get frustrated no picks, no fumbles. They only punted twice. Um, you know, it's 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 you know it's going to come down to to really who plays a perfect game outside of everything you know uh, that that you know that's outside of Patrick's control with his ankle. They're the Chiefs are going to have to play a perfect game at every position because you know we don't have don't have our best player out there, our most valuable player. You know, uh, Andy Reid said during his Monday press conference, I thought this was interesting, that he, here's a little bit of hope with just regarding uh, Mahomes. He said the injury is not as bad as the injury he had in 2019, that ankle injury he suffered against Jaguars. Now, as you you pointed out, that was different. That was to his left leg, not his right leg. It, it's to his right now, which is a bigger, I think that's a bigger mm-hmm. uh, drawback, but still uh, noteworthy. Yeah. Uh, a shout out to my uncle who, listens to this show, he pointed out that Mahomes actually gets an extra day, you know, by not having to go to the neutral site, by staying at Arrowhead. It's an extra day for him of, of treatment and, and rest and recovery. I thought yeah. that was noteworthy. So, Joe, um, okay, give us your prediction for this. Uh, would, would, I think it's safe to say this is going to be a really close, really good game. Who Who do you see winning this game? Well, if I see it going the way that I want it to go – as far as what our defense can do, I see I see the Chiefs winning this game 21 to 17. Mm-hmm. Relatively low scoring for both teams. Um, I think it could be, it could be, you know, if anybody watched that Dallas San Francisco game, you know, like that. I, I know that seems like boring to people, but if if the defenses turn it up. Um, and and the Bengals get after Patrick, and they try to disrupt him as much as they can with that ankle injury, and the Chiefs do what they're supposed to do on defense and try to carry this team on their shoulders. We could even see a 17-14 game, mm-hmm. and, and I, I, that's where I think it's going. I, I you know, just from my gut feeling is telling me, and and I just I just have a feeling that coming into Arrowhead, I think Patrick's going to forget all about that leg. Come, you know coming come tunnel time and and everybody's 
coming out of the tunnel and he's going to be feeling it and he's going to say, I got to get back to the Super Bowl because you don't know how many you're going to get. You know, as good as he is and as young as he is, you just never know, Jeff. Um, and I think they're going to feel the the need to do it, especially, you know, with their fifth AFC championship game. It's kind of like you just they're going to be feeling that pressure of not being the the 1990s Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and they're going to want to get back to the Super Bowl and, and, and get back there and get this done because, you know, this team is has really scrapped and earned it. So I see it. That's how I see it. I, 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 and I'm not just doing it because we, we cover the chiefs. I play for the chiefs. I, I think the chiefs have enough in the tank with Patrick at an X, we'll call it X percentage of himself, whatever that percentage turns out to be that they can win this game by a, a tight margin. You know, it could be even, it could be a 24 to 21. It could be, 20 to 21 the Chiefs win like it's gonna it's gonna be close it's I just have a feeling it's gonna be really really close it's a one-point spread I mean so and I've been going back and forth you know and I might uh, I've been waffling and stuff Joe I hate to do this I'm actually picking the Bengals I just they I thought the margin was already slim between these teams um yeah but the Bengals look so impressive beating the Bills like they did on the road in Buffalo. And I thought the margin was so slim between these teams. I think if Mahomes, I think he is, you know, I think Mahomes has enough arm strength. He's, he's um, going to still be able to make plays, but part of his game is being so dangerous, so hard to bring down. He's so elusive in the pocket. You know, I don't think he's going to be able to scramble much. I think in a game that was already kind of a pretty thin margin, I think it just tips it to the Bengals ever so slightly, unfortunately. Oh, I don't know. I, I can't, can't can't hate you for that, Jeff. Really, I seriously. I mean, you 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 know, you cover the team. You see it week in, week out. You get it. You know, it's it. And winning in this league when you're not healthy, and especially if it was Patrick Mahomes, not to not to discount or you know disparage any other position group or player, but you know, could have been any other starter, even even to a certain degree, maybe even if it was Travis Kelsey. Right, right. That's the you one know, other guy, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I still, you know, I'd, I'd feel really, really good about it. But you're right. This this game can go either way. I mean, it really can. I mean, it's 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 the AFC Championship game. This is it. This is you're down to the final four, two in the conference, and. This is when the best teams that that can that can survive make it too, and and it it could go either way. I just I just there's something telling me I don't know what it is because it's not like I have not picked the Chiefs to lose before, mm-hmm. you know. And um, it's not so I'm not just pulling the the Chiefs card out. I just have I just have a really good feeling about how this team is going to rally. And, and I just, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about it just in my gut. I mean, my, my, my mind might be telling me otherwise, but there's something in my gut that's telling me that they're going to put a gutsy performance out there and somebody's going to step up, whether it's on defense, which I hope it's on defense because they're, it's, it's their time to shine, but whether it's Isaiah Pacheco, right. And he rushes for 150, 175 yards or has a breakout, like a wildly ecstatic breakout game. I just have feeling somebody's going to step up and and pull the weight on this game. I'm glad you mentioned Pacheco because I think he's another key. He played so well, ran so hard. He you know, he had that long game that we've been looking for against the Jaguars, and I think he's going to be the key. I think the Chiefs are going to emphasize the ground game a little bit more. They have that 
great offense line, like you said, up, up that really good run blocking unit. And I think, you know, keep the ball out of Burrow's hands. Uh, if you're running the ball, Mahomes is, you know, out of harm's way too. So I think Pacheco, maybe that's key number four is the yeah. performance of Isaiah Pacheco. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, I think the running game is going to be critical to this, to this game. It's time of possession. It's, Hold on to the ball, and you know I don't know if you, I haven't looked at the weather. I know it's only, we're still a ways out. Um, we'll have to you know we'll have to think about whether or not the weather is going to affect this team. It's obviously the weather did not affect Joe Burrow in Buffalo, so you know. But who doesn't? I, I you know I tweeted out during that game. I was like, man, this is every football player who plays the game dreams dreams about playing in conditions like that. Like it just I you know. It's like a fantasy for most football players to play in that. So it didn't seem to affect Barrow at all. Um, but we'll see if the if the cold might affect Patrick a little bit. You know, last thing about that game, I was so excited for that game. I thought it was going to be such a close game. You had the snow. Man, I was really – it was kind of a bummer of a game, you know. It and really this was. Gonna be a lot, this one's going to be a lot more close and a lot more fun, I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's that game really sort of um, – I don't know, put a lot of doubt in people's mind about Josh Allen. Um, you know, he, he shows such flashes of brilliance so often during the season, but, you know, he gets we, he gets into these situations in these big games like this and something just seems to to not click. Um, I think he has too much. I think he has too much on, like, the Chiefs have so much. Mahomes is so amazing, but he also has Kelsey. He has the Pacheco. He has... McKinnon, he has Andy Reid's play calling. I think there's just too much on Josh Allen. They don't run the ball enough. They don't, you know, there's there's digs. Um, Gabriel Davis started out so hot this year, but then uh, down the stretch wasn't as big. You know, Dawson Knox is a good player, but he's not Kelsey. I, I think there's too right. much. I, I don't think Allen is in the league of, I shouldn't say in the league. I think he's, you know, Mahomes is a, a step above, but I, I think that they get more around Allen, you know, they, they yeah. Just, not a good good chance. If you enjoy this show presented by Battle Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.